Hello, and welcome back to Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we provide live audio commentary tracks to Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Aaron. I'm May. And today we are the Watchers who are watching Who Watches the Watchers? <laughs> Season 3, Episode 4 of Star Trek The Next Generation. Sean, how much time is on the clock? I got... 45 minutes and 48 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. Here we go, watching the watchers. Well, watching the watchers. Watching the watchers. Who watches the watchers? If you start Good doing luck. stuff like that, I'm going to ask you to make a jingle. Why is she not wearing teal today? I'm pissed. Yeah, now. She went back to the old cat suit. She kind of alternates back and forth with okay. the, between those two outfits for right. a while. She calls that other one her crazy suit now. Yeah. She right. Going crazy. Anytime her brain is addled by Wall. music, Bach music, she wears the teal. <laughs> That's how you know it's a Troy is in distress episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. If she's wearing Got the, the teal, teal on. Oh, this is going to be a bad one for Troy. That's why Riker was giving her the side eye that entire time on the in the in the room. He's like, "Oh, she's wearing the teal. Something's up. Something's <laughs> going on." I'm not going to ask, but I know. <laughs> so, so I, to you I, Parks I, and Rec fans up. out there, that actor is the. He plays the councilman who's racist and old on Parks and Rec. Oh, crap. Did look familiar. Uh oh. Explosions. Uh oh. There are the Uh-oh. watchers. And they're about to get watched by the watchees. Mm hmm. <laughs> that is a bad situation. <laughs> Ejected from your observation post. <laughs> I like that there was no window. Like he could just roll out, of yep. the, out into the outdoors. I didn't watch this one again, uh, but I kind of remember it. Sean, what are the stats? Uh, let's see. We're watching season three, episode four. Who watches the Watchers? Original air date October fourteenth, nineteen eighty nine. A proto-Vulcan culture worships Captain Picard and prepares to offer Counselor Troy as a sacrifice. Yeah. Erin, uh, you did not watch this episode. No. All right, take a guess. What do you think? I'm going to say a seven. It's got Leland Palmer in it. Meaning I should rank it higher? No. I say, I, I say 7.8 because I refuse to believe people thought this was worse than the last episode. Oh, right. The other one got a high rating. Yeah. I'm going to say 7.9 just to go. play it smart. Uh, with Jake. Just the price was right, Jake. Yeah. Seven. 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 8.1. Uh, it sounds good. It it's is a good pretty episode. good. <clears throat> it's a classic Prime Directive episode. They're, med- they're meddling around in. Uh, a primitive culture, and they have to decide what they're going to do to undo the damage that they've caused. Yep. So a couple things about this episode. It was filmed at Vasquez Rock, where the Gorn lives. I was going to say, the Gorn, when when they showed that scene, I was like, Gorn. 
That's it. That's the place. Oh, and and a dozen others. Lancaster or something? What's that? It's like Lancaster area? Or Santa Clarita. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, Ray Wise, who played Leland Palmer on Twin Peaks, is in this episode. So He's like the main guy, if I remember. He is. Yeah, yeah, he's the main. The main alien. And Pamela Adlin is in it. The voice oh, of Bobby Hill herself. Nice. Oh. Okay. still got her bad wig on from last week. Yep. They haven't fixed that problem yet. There they are. There's Ray Wise and Pamela Adlin. Yep. There they are. This must have been right before Twin Peaks, right? Twin Peaks is... It was 89, 90, so yeah, 91, 90, yeah. yeah. This is what David Lynch saw that said, he's going to be my... <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot going on in his face, like... Even below the makeup, you can tell. Yeah. A lot of character happening under there. <laughs> He's in RoboCop, Ray-wise. <laughs> yep, that's true. He's one of the bad guys. Maybe that's what David Lynch saw. Do-do-do. <laughs> so, anyways, they're fixing shit. And the Watchies have seen them. The Watchies have seen them. The same thing happens in Insurrection. Almost the exact yes, same thing happens. Pretty much the same plot. Yeah. Although that those people aren't primitive. No. Yeah. But what's Insurrection? It's one of the movies. Star Trek Insurrection. It's one of the next generation movies. This guy in this it kind of looks like an actor who's married to Lisa Renna, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, Harry Hamlin. He looks like Harry Hamlin. <laughs> but only when he's an alien. Only when the, he's made up to look like a Vulcan. The Vulcan makeup. <laughs> this guy goes full zealot in this episode. It doesn't take much. Yeah, pretty much the entire society falls right into praising a god pretty quickly. Yeah. What do they like about him? What do they glom on to? Well, he thinks he dies, and then they bring him back, and they and thinks he's been brought back to life. Oh. And they, he sees all this, like, crazy... Sure. ...technology, and there's a robot guy. Think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Data's just like, oh, no, what's that guy <laughs> Oh, no. So... It is not in this episode enough. It's mostly a Picard episode, right? And Troy and Riker. Yeah. Aaron, do you care what's going on? Do you under- Do you know what's going on? <laughs> if I asked you to describe what's been happening oh, so far, would, how, what would you do? Hmm. I don't really understand why there's watching. <laughs> That's so a good the Federation... Question. So the Federation has a little thing up on that rock. It's a little it's a little outpost where they're observing these 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 people who live on this planet. These this pre pre space flight uh, race uh-huh. planet. Prime, Bronze Age. And, the Bronze and, Age people, yes. And so the Prime Directive means that they aren't supposed to expose themselves to cultures that don't have space flight yet, right? I That's see. One of, that's one of their big rules. They're not so they supposed to show their penises to them? 
Correct. Or anything. Really. They opened the kimono too wide. They're not supposed to show any of their parts. But their their little hideaway malfunctioned and they got exposed. Got it. That's so kinda... now that alien dude, Leland Palmer, yeah. has realized that, yeah. that there's uh, what he thinks are sort of god-like people. Uh, uh, he doesn't understand that they're just from the future they're just advanced and so he's going to worship picard like picard is god and picard has to deal with uh this planet of people treating him like he's a god it's a good premise yeah it's a good episode it's not the first time he's been mistaken for a god and won't be the last mm-hmm. <laughs> they just have they replaced the squirt bottles with just gels of goo <laughs> Behind John Luke, there's just like colored goo. <laughs> oh, look at the screenies. Mm-hmm. It looks like those, like, in when you go to a Mexican restaurant and it's like a big barrel of like horchata. Yeah. Right. With a spoon in it or ladle. Or like orange bang. Mm, orange bang. Mm hmm. Next generation screenies do not even hold a candle. No. You? Screenies. It's really they're so sad. disappointing. Like they're really, they're really kind of pathetic looking. Clearly, they're... the people who created Next Generation did not have the same love for Screeny that we had watching <laughs> the original series. Right. You mean our all-time <laughs> favorite character? All-time. Yeah, I mean, clearly they don't understand the greatness that is Screeny. Screeny was a little wobbly there. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Screeny's did. attached to the bed. He's not on the wall. Somebody didn't nail that piece of plywood down hard enough. Like, yeah, like, uh, you don't see the Vaseline camera very often. Mm-mm. No, that's a weird one. Uh, this is how I picture Picard every morning when I wake up. <laughs> Sunbeam gently, gently caressing the curves of his head. <laughs> so I'm, I'm almost done with my watch through of Parks and Rec, Jake. Ah, uh, yes. Good time. Glad to hear I'm it. Just about to finish season six. Oh wow. I've had to I had to I had to uh get the seven day free Peacock subscription so that I can finish it. I've been plugging away this week. Nice. Good man. So I got to the cones of Dunshire. I finally get the reference. Yeah. Yay. Oh man, classic. <laughs> and they brought it back. I was so impressed that they brought it back. It wasn't just a setup. Yeah. It became a plot point later. It's awesome. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, one just, that one just said, hello, mother. I didn't realize it was going to be a vulgarity. I apologize. What do you suppose epic sax button is? That's pretty good. I yeah. like that. I just assumed it was going to be the start of Careless Whisper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good choice, that's, too. That's the one they put to uh, Gan- the video of Gandalf nodding. You know that meme or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good things. <laughs> I, like I have a hard that. time watching Ray Wise in anything now because he's so Twin Peaks in yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. 
whenever I see him in anything else, I just think about. Uh, it just it makes me think about Twin Peaks. Yeah, he he's playing father, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he's playing a nice person in this episode, yeah. but I'm just like he seems evil to me. <laughs> I don't like it. In the uh, next scene, he's gonna have all white hair, and it'll be okay again. Yeah, that's why he was good casting when they cast him in the as the devil on that show. You remember that sure. show? Reaper. Was that Reaper. what that show was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Reaper. Yeah. That was a fun show. I never watched it. It didn't last very long, but I liked it. Wow. I saw people liked it that I talked to about it. It was during that era when the CW, before they got into superheroes, were just like trying anything, like any oh, idea shit. for a show. That they would be it's like, got yeah. young people in it. Put it we'll on the air. It. Yeah. We're going to have shows like. What was that, Everwood or whatever? Oh, yeah. Oh, Everwood was great, though. That was a WB show. Oh, that was, yeah. That was even pre-CW. It was pre-CW. That was a great show. I'm thinking about One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. There they <laughs> are. Look at those shorts he's got on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This is good. He's got shorts and boots, and then there's just like two inches of knee. Well, I think he's got like stockings underneath the boots. Oh, he's got leggings or something on. Yeah. I see. yeah. But he does but those large shorts. It looked like he's just his legs for a second there. Yeah. Like, it could be. I don't know. I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, his legs have got to be hairier than that, though. He, he's a oh, hairy man. That's true. Those would be very smooth legs for Jonathan Franks. Well, maybe he shaves his legs. You never know. I suppose that's true. I do, I do not know. I do not know the current status of Jonathan Franks's, you know, hairiness. Why not? I. I'm guessing it's high. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so what the hell are they doing? Why are they down there? They're, they're trying to go. They're trying to find. There's somebody. There's another person from the the lab that's still missing. Oh, okay. And they're, they're trying, trying to, to look for them, and they're like, we can't just go down there. We'll screw things up even more. So their plan was to go in as, you know, another right. natives from another village, you know, coming in, and they're like, we're sure. visitors. We're visitors from across the river. You wouldn't know us. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And he's telling the story of the Picard. Right. He's like, I heard I went up to heaven and I met God. And then they yep. sent me back to Earth. Sent me back to whatever planet this is. Not Earth. He <laughs> looks like he's about to kill somebody, though, because he always looks like that. <laughs> yeah, constantly. <laughs> Poor Ray White. It's like one of those things where it's like you do one part and it's like you can't ever shake it. It's it's a, It'll be the first line on his in his obituary for sure. It's and like, he hated yeah. it. He hated that he was the killer. Like when David Lynch told him that, oh, it, really? was, that it was going to oh, be him. Oh, right away, I guess. No, he didn't know. Nobody knew because it was this yeah. huge mystery. Well, they probably wanted to keep it under wraps, too. And when they finally, like David Lynch finally told him, like, we're going to reveal the killer, and it was it's Leland. And Ray Wise apparently was very upset because uh -huh. he, I've heard him talk about it. He would like, he had, he had like just had a daughter or had a youngish daughter at the time and he didn't like he didn't like that Leland was ultimately the killer, even though I mean Leland was being possessed by an evil spirit, right. so it wasn't. Yeah, really, ah. 
Yeah. It's not his fault. It wasn't really Leland's fault, but still. <laughs> he didn't that like having where, to he didn't like having to do it, you know. When he right when he the scene he dies, the episode where he dies. Mm-hmm. Right when he gets unpossessed and realizes it's so good, yeah. where the rain, where the sprinkler is sprinkling on him, and yeah, yep. he should have won. He should have an Emmy for that performance. It's a it great. He should have won an Oscar. Give Emmys. <laughs> I mean, they should. Yeah, they should give Emmys too. They're like, we overlooked this back in nineteen. Yeah. You get, you get a. I guess that's the. Like- oh man, if they started doing that, my God, <laughs> can you imagine? Retro Oscars. Yeah. Who would you give your first retro award to? <laughs> Everyone involved with Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle McLaughlin sure. should have one. Ray Wise should have one. Cheryl Zach Lee Galligan should have and one. Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins 2 should win all the Oscars that year. Yeah, I think we're on to something. I think all awards should only be given away that way. We need we need some distance. Right. Retroactive all they should be like five years away from Yeah, it should always it should always be five years later that you do the the awards yeah. for that it's year. Probably not a bad idea, because you're right. It's like sometimes things just getting stuck in the hype and upon it's like how the fuck did Forrest Gump win Best Picture? Yeah, or like, you know, La La Land or something like that. Sure. You know, it's like, but even La La Land, like when you look at the competition, when think about what Forrest Gump was up against. It was up against Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, yeah, Quiz Show, yeah. And I, I can't remember what the other one is. Good but, year. I mean, come on, like. Yeah, but of those, like, what would you I get? guess Pulp. I guess Pulp Fiction, I'm thinking like which one has had the most staying power, right? Because, and I guess Probably. I would say it's. It's either Forrest Gump, in which case they chose the right one, or it's Pulp Fiction. Oh, I think Shawshank is more, because Shawshank was like, that was like TNT and, you know, like, they showed that on TV constantly. Yeah, I suppose. But they they didn't make, like, a bunch of Shawshanks, you know? It wasn't like one of those movies. (laughs) Whereas there were lots of sort of Forrest Gumpy types of things that came along. I was like, Forrest Gump, too. Electric have you Boogaloo. ever have you ever uh, read the the book Forrest Gump? It's v- yeah. very different from the movie. Yeah, it's much more. So it started as a book, at least the character. Yeah, it started as a book. Well, it's a lot darker, right? It's much darker and much more kind of cynical, and not nearly as like I'm just a I'm just an innocent bumpkin, you know. Like it's much more, it's much darker. And they took all of that stuff out uh, when they made the movie. So then, so then that guy wrote a sequel book um, that God, talks about God. the fact, in character, he talks. He has Forrest Gump talking about the fact that they made a movie out of his life and took all the dark parts out of it. Uh, that's funny. oh really? That's yeah. awesome. That's been Still. Forrest Gump Corner, a yeah. newly registered yeah. uh, bit on the show. I hear a cat. It's Patchy. Should I play the angry cat meow? Can Patchy? Oh, let's out? see what happens. Put him right up next to the speaker. Get scratched out. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking for.
Okay. She's suitably tortured. <laughs> <laughs> She's still crying now, but she was like, what's that? Like, what's that sound? I don't like that. I got distracted. I wasn't paying attention. What's happened? They found their guy. Yeah, they found the other, the people found the guy and brought him. So now Troy was like leading them away so that Riker could beam away with her, beam away uh-huh. with him, but they caught him. So now she's kind of screwed. Oh, they've, ca- they've taken her prisoner? Well, now they have, yeah. Because they were already kind of worried about them. Because. Uh-huh. They were suspicious of their cover Well, when story. they got there, they immediately were like, there's no gods. What are you talking to me? Like, they immediately started to, like, Try shut down. Try and undo the damage. Yeah, Leland Palmer's plan, you know, opinions about it. And they're like, why that are you guys so... exact fucking rock that the Gorn was on. That one I right so. there. <laughs> right? A rock. That is the rock. That is the angle of that rock. Yep. Every planet in Star Trek looks like this. Because they were all filmed at that same day. I think they're all filmed there. You know what? We should picnic there. Can we picnic there, you guys? Probably. I'm sure it's a public... Can Can we make that our warped field trip one of these days? That would be fun. I'd love to do that. Yeah, me too. Do a little bonus episode. Min could climb some rocks. There's lots of rocks to climb up there. Oh, look at that. Wrecker's like, I'm just going to hide in here and zip out. (laughs) But he left Troy behind. Yep. Couldn't get her out. And they can't just beam her out because they don't want him to see that they have magic powers. Exactly. Yep. So that's why he had to hide when he beamed out so that nobody would see him vanish. She's like, I guess this is my life now. I guess I'm a Min Tonkin from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Guess I'm going to have to marry Ray Wise. You guys, you you guys need a counselor? I can sense people's emotions. It's really good at it. It's pretty useful sometimes. (laughs) You have have stress and anxiety in your life because I am professionally trained to help you with that. I can at least detect and identify the stress in your life. Right. She's pretty good at helping people with it, too, I think. Yeah. She's good. She's good at her job. Yeah. This is a show show about people who are good at their jobs. Nobody on this show is bad at their job. It would go against the eth- the ethos of Starfleet to have somebody who's bad at their job. Right. On the ship. Yeah, the only time people are bad at their job is when they they get overly emotional about things. Or possessed or, you know. Well, sure. <laughs> when you're dealing with an energized cloud, anything goes. Yeah. Anything goes. That guy who was uh, working with, what is it, the Traveler? He was not great. That guy? Oh, who? He was like super them. into his own. Sure, his warp speed <clears throat> efficiency. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, but he was good at warp speeding. Yeah. He just had no people skills. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't. You sound unconvinced. By no, right I mean here. you're right. You could <laughs> you, you could definitely say that a lot of about a lot of people. Stuff, there he is, pulled down the shirt. Oh, oh, yeah. Drink, everybody. Drink. Drink it. 
We told you when the new up, new uniform showed up, he was going to be doing that a lot. So be prepared. I like it when he does it when he's all like, humph. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. When he's, like, he does it as a statement move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They look like they have so much more room to move around in those outfits now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, seen, you like, can, yeah, you can, can see actual folds. Yeah, folds exactly. Yeah. They can breathe now. I mean, look at Riker. Balls aren't constantly being pinched. (laughs) Riker's swimming in his outfit. Yeah. It's getting bunched. Jonathan must have lost a few pounds that day, that week. He likes to keep it loose. It's easy to take off. He never gets the bloat factor quite that Shatner gets, but Frank has a tendency to girth out every once in a while. I love this. I love. I love it when Jean Luc gets to deliver a a big morality speech. Passion he's morality. So yeah. good at it. He's like, "You want me to send these people into ignorance and fear, and I won't have it." <laughs> great. Patrick Stewart's great at that stuff. This is their 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 solution is classic. We'll show them how the magic works. Beam them aboard. Right. Which is breaking the prime directive even more, but sure. But like it's they say, once, we once you've broken it, it's like you know, it's like the uh, the opening scene of Heat when when uh, the guy shoots the first one. Oh, then, then you have to kill shoot, everybody you else. Just kill yeah. everybody else because you've already murdered one person. You no reason to leave any eyewitnesses. Uh huh. So once you've broken the prime directive, might as well go all the way. Yes. This is one for the fans because it's like you can, we're putting you in her shoes and we're taking you on tour of the Enterprise. Yes, right. Let me show you this part and this part. (laughs) I do like his, uh, his, uh, Picard's, the way he explains it to her is pretty cool. He's good at explaining stuff. Well, they still have the same guy. He was there in the last episode. Was he? Don't know where Chief O'Brien is. He's still wearing the old school uniform. They didn't give him well, extras. Yeah. Still had to wear the old uniforms. They didn't have enough for. <laughs> they didn't have enough for everybody. Uh oh. You, too, can take a tour on the Enterprise. <laughs> this summer at Universal Studios. Right. You know, no, Universal it's, Studios... It's the, Las Vegas, it's the Las Vegas ride. But you know that there was a time when they had a a, a show, uh, Universal Studios, where they would take people from the audience, and, then they, and it was Star Trek-themed? They like dressed up people from the audience in Klingon gear. And yes, they... I feel like I've seen that. And they recorded them saying Klingon stuff. And yeah, and then they would like video. You know, they would do the classic where they would have them like run one side and run to the other side as the ship was being shot. And then they would sort of at the end of the show they would piece it together with like clips of the show, and they would show you like a little fifth, ten minute or you know five minute movie that they made. Yeah, from the audience. Yeah. I do remember that. I never got picked. It always pissed me off. I didn't. Yeah. Yep. 
Where was that at? Universal? Universal Studios, yeah. Yeah. It replaced another show where they did, they had like, because they had a, a, a similar show at the same place that was, that had run longer. And it was the same basic premise, except it wasn't like themed around anything particular. It was just kind of a bunch of classic movie trope type scenes. Yeah. That they would bring people in. My dad got picked. The one of the one of the jokes of the of that show was that there was like a little bratty kid that wore like a Buster Brown outfit and uh-huh. a big lollipop, and they would always bring an, an old like a dad to play that part. And my dad played it once. Nice, That's cool. Which was pretty cool. Did I they give bought, you the video at the you end? Did. I think or I did you have to pay for it? it? Or if they, I can't remember. I'm sure you had to buy it. I know we had it. I remember watching it like. We used to show it to people because my dad was in it. This is reminding me a little bit of Star Trek First Contact, where it is very similar. Yeah, he shows Alfre Woodard uh, the view from space to convince her that he is who he says he is. What a good movie that is! I can't wait. It's so far in the future. I was gonna say, what are we talking about, guys? It's years away. Uh, years and years multiple years <laughs> so you guys are saying this is most both like first contact and like I'll bet we're closer to first contact than we are to the first episode of Star Trek at this point uh, I don't think so because I think you no. have to count those DS9 episodes too that's well, going to sure. push it out that's going to push it out farther that's true if you're talking real world time, like how long before we get to see it, it's further away than you think. Because DS9 is going to kick in in season five, and it's going to double the, the the workload. The workload, sure. It's going to double fun. the it's going to double the time frame before we get to the next thing. To the end of seasons. Yeah. Oh, but it'll be fun when we're when these little sessions where we do two at a time where we watch one de- next generation and then we watch a D Space Nine. That will be fun, actually. I I agree with you. What? That will be a lot of fun. Overlap? No. Yeah. Yep. You're gonna have to track two no. uh, <laughs> two sets of characters at the same no, time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You'll love wait. Deep Space Nine, though. Deep Space Nine is terrific. Uh, so, I, I, the whole reason I we started this whole thing was so that I could finally I could talk about Deep Space Nine. <laughs> oh my god! You know you could have just done. I know what I could have done. <laughs> it all comes out. Yeah. I know what I could have done. <laughs> but we all know what he had to do. Well, what did yeah. we do? We did what we did, okay? You can't go back in time. No, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't expect to get such a reaction. Yeah. Yeah, the animated series is behind us now, and there's no. I know, hey, come oh on. It's all up here, right? It's, it's all in the, the rear view mirror, you guys. Let's not read the next generation. This is the golden era of Star Trek. What did Madonna Trek say? Absolutely no regrets. That's <laughs> right. We can't be relitigating the past on this show. Can't go back. The rough stuff is behind us. It's all glitter and gold for a while now. 
This is a terrific episode for Patrick Stewart. We're kind of missing it because you can't yeah. hear the audio, but all the stuff he's this. telling her about like the fu- technology and the future, yeah. it's all it's all just great. Patrick Stewart, great. Just this being is great. a great moment because she just said, "I, I, you know," he's, she says, "I can't wait for our people to to go above the skies," and he's like, "I'm I'm sure you will." Yeah, just looking at. Your mind is so strong that your people will be there before our people got there. Because he understands what that feels like. Like he, his whole backstory is that he always dreamed of being a a Starfleet captain. So he understands. He gets it when people are like, "We want to explore the stars too." He's like, "Yep, I understand." Kirk would have taken her with him in the old days. Kirk would have been like. (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. you would have slept with her back on the planet Add some babies. Her and then never talked about her again. Mm-hmm. Although this episode, we missed it because it was towards the beginning is the first time that they referenced Dr. Pulaski since she left the show. Oh, oh they did? What did they say? They did. They said something because they're talking about um, like saving someone's life and how they could... No, uh, wiping his memory. They're talking yeah. about how they're going to wipe uh, Ray Wise's memory. And he, she talks about, yeah, I know what the Pulaski maneuver yeah. is or yeah, whatever Pulaski it's called. Pulaski method or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know that I can do it as well. And she does not because <laughs> he remembers everything. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Like, he remembers everything. No. Exactly, yeah. No, it does it's not, not even like she got rid of part of it. Like he remembers nope. every single thing that happened. You have yep. you have to have a very specific part of you that's dead inside to pull off the plastic. That's right. Correct. You have to have a complete <laughs> lack you have to have a complete lack of humanity in your Yeah, you gotta be bitchy to angry. <laughs> Gates is too <laughs> Beverly's too nice. Beverly's way too nice for the Pulaski maneuver. <laughs> She took the little like glowy medical device and went whoop whoop whoop. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's <laughs> Good enough. Twice. twice. Plasky would have been like, "No, you got to get in there and like." Was there an like, episode in season two where she wiped someone's memory and that's what I they're coming back to? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. There might have but been. But they about it, and Picard's like, "Oh, I know it too well," and I'm like, oh, I, "Really? You remember it all too Didn't well? They what have the hell?" To do some stuff to him. I, I, maybe, yeah, maybe. I can't remember now. Yeah, during the Save Picard's Life with Medical Stuff episode. Yeah, but possible. he didn't wipe his memory, did he? Yeah, I don't that, remember. No, he, that was he about his, his heart. Wiped. <laughs> that was his have, having a heart attack. Know, guys. All right. I'll correction corner that someday. There you go. Uh, Do you have a correction corner this week? or? Uh, I don't. I didn't get around oh, to no. it this week. Um, we could do a recommendations corner if people want. Oh, yeah. Anybody? Jay, play the jingle. You guys, the Muppet Show is on Disney Plus now. The original old school Muppet Show. Oh, nice. All five seasons, never been available before. And it's on there now. And I watched a couple of them yesterday. And it's the best. The best. It is. I, good that's good so man. good, and it's such a 
time capsule because it's all you know all the, all the guest all stars the, yeah all the celebrity <laughs> guests are like people from the 70s so like the first episode was rita was rita moreno and the second episode was sandy duncan yeah and I was just like, this is amazing <laughs> I will it was so good that's and great. it's such a classic it, it's an actual variety show that yeah. just happens to have the Muppets in it, right? Because right. they yeah. do, like, songs, and they do the whole... What every year did it see. start? Like, like, 77 or something like that? Yeah. It's, like, late 70s. Yeah. So we must have all watched it in reruns, I'm guessing. None of yeah, I remember watching it in reruns. Kid, but Maybe not, we watched the have... later seasons as kids. It Maybe. must have been syndication, because yeah. I... We wouldn't have been old enough to watch it when it was on, mm-hmm. and re- and remember it anyway. Was it on prime time when it was on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's really that fun. was my that was my big recommendation. That's excellent. Is, I'm gonna start watching that. In fact, bye guys. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a Muppet Show the podcast. Muppet show. So, yeah, that'd be good. Let's do the Muppet Cast and. Yeah. Just re- watch Muppet Show episodes. And then we can do the movies and. Uh, <laughs> God. I I've said this yeah. many times. Uh, the first Muppet movie is the best children's movie ever made. It's the mo- it's the best children's movie of all time. Hmm. It's great. No doubt about it. I was waiting for, was waiting for pushback on that. Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to think. Like, all shut down. <laughs> well, it's not. It's a. I, I put a. I put a flag in the ground. You guys. I know. You, I'm trying to think what I, I would. If me. I could counter with something. You guys, I've heard really good things about Paddington. Come at me, Mo. Uh, oh yeah, Paddington Two. You guys. Paddington Two is right up there, but I don't think it's quite as good as the Muppet movie. Babe. Babe is in the top five for sure. But I think the Muppet movie is better. What I like about the Muppet movie is the 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 lo-fi uh, puppetry of it. That it's not it's not CG. You know, well, it's not, sure. it's it's old school, and I like. It's that. also got songs. It's got an amazing it has soundtrack. Songs. Would you yeah. count the Wizard of Oz as a kids' movie? Sure. That would be my top movie. Yeah, I'm not the huge Wizard of Oz person like it's fine into it i think for females it's a dorothy gale thing there's not a lot of leading ladies i kind of don't like the message of the wizard of oz i don't like that she goes back home at the end like you're like this place is awesome oz is amazing (laughs) like yeah it's like when you why wouldn't you want to stay there like if i think about leaving Fresno to move to you know Los Angeles. Yeah, I moved to Los Angeles for a reason because I wanted to live in the big city, right? And I guess Dorothy doesn't have a choice because she gets sent there without you know consent. But I still think it's weird that at the end she's like, "What I really want to do is go back to my black and white Kansas Dust Bowl far." Like, is it? I mean, does <laughs> that's the whole thing? Like, well, she's having a. Is it supposed thing. to be a dream? Yeah, I think so. Because the characters in, in Kansas are in The Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah, I oh, guess. I know. Trip. She goes through that field and it gets a little weird. But no, because there are sequels where Oz is real. Where she I goes, know. She goes back. She goes back. 
I don't know. I don't really. There are other characters. Really sequels, but I mean, it's not. He wrote a bunch of Oz books. It's not just. I mean, the second book, the sequel, it's another character that goes to Oz. No, it's not Dorothy. No, she's in the. She she goes back in the third book. The the book that returned to Oz, the sequel is is basically actually the third book. Mm. Yeah, I anyway, I think the Muppet movie is better than the Wizard of Oz. I would agree with you, at least personally. I mean, it's partly nostalgia because I was a kid, and, you know, sure. and that movie was new, sure. so so I have built in affection for it but i've also watched it recently you know relatively Ooh, picard just got fucking did he hit him in his metallic uh, heart it got him in the shoulder oh okay but now they're showing that he can bleed and leland palmer is very sad picard yeah he's always sad when he kills somebody but he doesn't <laughs> stop him from doing it he always feels bad afterwards oh man so Picard's whole point was, I have to prove to them that I am not a god, so yes. you can shoot me to prove that, that I can That was the be. plan. Yep. Well, it worked. He said, look, I'm not a god, but if getting killed is the only way I'll prove it, then go ahead and shoot me. So now they all understand that he's... Yes. That they're just... And now they're just pissed that they're being watched, because that's creepy. <laughs> well, they're not going to watch him anymore, I think. Isn't that what he's yes, saying? Yes, that's like, the whole thing, gonna... is that they're dismantling the watchtower. We're going to leave and leave you to develop in peace. Although you now know about the existence of space aliens, but that's okay. Yeah, and it it is a good question. Why do you watch us? What could you possibly learn from us? And he's like, so we can learn about ourselves. But what possible could they learn that they don't already know about the past human existence? I think it's to see how different civilizations develop differently, right? Like not every civilization grows and changes in the same way. So sure, I'm, I imagine it as like an anthropology kind of thing, right? They're gotcha. they're watching yeah, yeah. different cultures to see, you know, some cultures become peaceful and some cultures become warlike, and some cultures that? become capitalist, and some cultures become socialist. Just... Try to understand how these things happen. That would be my guess. This little cloth will appear on Picard's Mm -hmm. like chair inside of his uh, ready room. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He puts it on the back of his chair, and it's there for ever, right? And it's even in the movies. Yeah. Every once in a while, Picard gets a trinket, and then that that trinket will like return in in future episodes. He has a flute, pretty famously. He learns. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's pretty good. Arguably the best episode of this show there ever has been. I'm throwing hot takes, you guys. I'm getting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're like agreed. You're just You're like, saying the yeah. food episode is the best best episode. Uh, yeah, I think that. Well, I, think you can make I don't a good know what argument. you're talking about, so that's cool. It's hard for yeah. Aaron. It's hard to describe. Stuff. Yeah, I know. But the, that is the a great episode. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. It's a great episode. And but I, I would still make think... it. I would put it pretty close to the top, if not at yeah. the top. Well, what is that? Season six? Uh, maybe. I don't what know. What's that episode called? Inner Light. 
One of these days, we'll have to make a list of our 10 favorite Star Trek episodes. Ooh. Won't that be fun? That will be cool. Sure. I like making lists. <laughs> so, <laughs> ask That'll me about my favorite children's movies, for yeah. example. <laughs> well, we know what number one is. Yeah. Anybody yeah, else it's... like to to give their number ones? Aaron said Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Jake? I haven't seen it, but I'm going to say Paddington 2. I've just heard good. Yeah. Mary Poppins is up there for me. <laughs> what pick a movie you the... haven't seen. Yeah. What do you best children's movie? Best children's uh, movie yeah. Watership Down. Citizen Kane. I heard okay. it. Well, now you're just being, you're just being <laughs> intentionally confrontational. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like the original Tron stands out in my mind. Even That's a was... really good movie. Sure. I wouldn't say it's... I mean, it's about a video game world, so I'll say that's, that one's, like, for kids. Yeah, it's... A, I mean, it's a Disney movie. It was definitely for kids. Yeah. 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 Sean, what's your answer? Um, You've had all this time to think. Think. Um... Yeah, I'm sure I'll think of something else. <laughs> Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's that would be that's a pretty good choice. Hard to argue it's with. Definitely, Little Mermaid. My, definitely my favorite card. Definitely my favorite Disney animated. Uh, you know what's amazing about the Little Mermaid? It's 87 minutes long. It's barely. That's what I love, about, that's <laughs> what so I love about those. And it's so, so perfect. And they that's what I, cracks me up. We talked about. We were talking about the the remakes, the live action, or you know whatever remakes. Yeah, they're, they're all the same story, yet somehow an hour and a half longer. because <laughs> no, like they, Beauty and the Beast is again, it's like ninety minutes long, and somehow the the remake is two and a half hours long. It's like. How the hell did you do that? I'm kind of dreading this Little Mermaid remake that they're doing because that's I know. exactly yeah. what I'm worried about. Is that Who's it's playing be, the mermaid? Uh, I forget her name. I don't know. She's like a she's like a singer, like a pop, like a young pop singer. Yeah. And she's playing Little Mermaid. Okay. I don't know. I just, I'm worried that it's going to be 45 minutes longer Long, than the yes. original. And I know they're writing new songs for it, which could be good, you know, if the songs are if the songs are good. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like that story needs a lot of padding out. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't need new songs. Even at 87 minutes, there's stuff in there that doesn't need to be there. Like Lepo so, song. Les Poissons does not need to be in The Little Mermaid. Right, it's just right. there because it's a fucking banger. And they were like, let's let's have a song where the French guy tries to kill the crab. Like, that scene doesn't so need to be here, in the movie. <laughs> But it's great. David Diggs is playing Sebastian. Great. That's and Aquafina is playing Scuttle. Great. Melissa McCarthy is playing Ursula. Uh... That I'm, I'm not sure about, but go on. Javier Bardem is playing King Triton. Uh, Jacob Tremblay is playing Flounder. That's perfect. Uh, Halle Bailey is Ariel. Halle Bailey. 
She's in a bop, pop band. Pop okay. girl. She and pop. Chloe and Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. That's it. Okay. Yeah. She's the Hallie of Chloe I and Hallie. So. Yeah. Chloe X Hallie X is what they're called. I don't know any of their songs. I just know that nope. they're a thing that exists yeah. in the world. <laughs> That's a, that was one of uh, May's recommendations recently. Was Chloe and Hallie? Yeah. Yeah, I already forgot. And we just talked about it. Yeah, you know, they're very... Weeks. They're they're new in the grand scheme of things. Geologically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the episode's over, you guys. Cool. Yep. Thanks. That was a good one. Watchers, watchers were watched. And then, <laughs> we watched the watching watchers. And then they were unwatched because Picard said, we're leaving and we yep. will no longer be watching you. That watching is over. Yeah. That one was a banger. As Chloe and Hallie might say. Was it a banger? It's a pretty good episode. Yeah. Good outfit. I like I like prime directive episodes because they're yeah. they give them you know, there's there's interesting little moral quandaries that they have to deal with in those kinds of episodes that I always kind of enjoy. Hey, uh yeah. so that's it, right? We're done. Let's well, have any more recommendations. Shut it down. Thanks for listening, everybody. I don't know why, but thanks. And... <laughs> <laughs> Please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. We are on Instagram at Warped the Podcast, and our merch is on Instagram at Lunar underscore Flare. You can email us at WarpedThePodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at WarpedTrek. I am on Twitter at HostWarped. Min is on Twitter to talk about our Dungeons and & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu live streams and podcasts at WetMaynard. And you can go to Patreon.com slash Warped to become a subscriber and get access to additional more of this, even. You can get more yeah. of this. In case this wasn't enough, there's more. But you have to give us money. And it costs you money. (laughs) It's too hot for the internet. It's both it's both more and expensive, which is just what everybody (laughs) uh tune in next week for episode five. And it's completely unapproved and also mostly unedited. It's pretty unedited. That's true. <laughs> you might even call it. Rough. If you want to listen to us play Only Connect, uh, you, <laughs> the Patreon is a good place to do that. Until next week, my name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Aaron. And I'm May. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.